0: Do you remember losing your teeth or were you gone? Like, were you blacked out?
1: Oh yeah, I was definitely not knocked out. Oh my God. I remember all of it. (laughs) Yeah, like Lynn ran up to me and I'm like, Lynn, like my teeth feel broken. She's like, your teeth look great. (laughs) 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 Because they don't feel like they look good.
2: Welcome to the Major League Eventing Podcast, the show for eventing fans, by eventing fans.
0: And as usual, we'd like to thank our sponsor, Karen Main & Tail. Love them. We love Mane & Tail. So this week we're highlighting the Hoofmaker, Karen. The Hoofmaker. Good stuff. Tell us all about it.
2: It is a deep moisturizing formula which helps reduce dry and brittle hooves. It does not contain petroleum or pine tar. And most important, it is not sticky or greasy.
0: It's fantastic stuff. It'll make the horses a little more sturdy yet flexible so they're not all brittle and breaking all over. Fantastic stuff. Highly recommended by me, Karen. Oh, yeah? I love it. Good stuff. I love everything that Tail makes. And again, we checked out the factory. Everything is spick and span, super clean. You don't have to worry about any contaminants in your products. Everything is top of the line, made in the U.S. of A, Karen. Oh, yeah. Right in Pennsylvania. So, love it. So, again, thank you so much, main and Tail, and thank you for the Hoofmaker product. We love it.
2: And we always like to recognize our sponsor, Equest File.
0: Equest File is awesome, Karen. Love Equest File. So, listen, uh, if you haven't checked it out already, Karen, if you checked it out, I did a YouTube video tutorial on how to use this.
2: I did. It was very helpful.
0: Yeah. So, <laughs> you know, they say, so, you know, there's someone else out there that says so easy a caveman can do it. So easy I could even do it. <laughs> uh, and share it with other people, Karen. So we're going to link that up in the show notes. But eQuest File, you've heard about it before on the show. eQuest File is the latest and the greatest in equine data management. Okay. So just go ahead. You can go to eQuestFile.com, get a free 14-day trial. Today's a perfect time to do that. Sunday, the horses are off. This would be a good time to try it, download, download it, try some different, throw some data in there, and just see how it works and play with it. 14-day free trial. So uh, if you go on eQuestFile.com also, you'll you'll get to hear right at the top, you'll be able to hear Ellen Aiken, the founder's interview with us on a Major League Event podcast, and you can learn all about it through her. Um, so a couple of great things about this. It's user-friendly, of course, because I can do it, Karen. Uh, it'll keep all your farm info at your fingertips. You can share all that info with owners, farm workers, everyone across the board. They have fantastic customer service. So, if you have a technical question or anything like that, which I don't think you will, and it's usable on pretty much any device, Karen. Yes. Not pretty much any device. So, get out there, try Equest File, and you will love it. It's revolutionary, it's fantastic. And we just cannot thank Ellen and the Equest File folks for supporting Major League Eventing. And please give them a shot. So Karen, how do you find out more?
2: Well, you can get your 14-day free trial by going to equestfile.com.
0: Equestfile.com. Thanks a lot. Shop, 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 shop. Shop major league of anyway, right, Karen. <laughs> oh <Yo>, yeah, <laughs> in your face with the shop. So, yeah, just so excited. We're launching the, the, the store again. Uh, you know, we already had the hats. We, we still have the hats. We have the cool T-shirts, Karen. Mm-hmm. We have the cool phone cases. Oh, yeah. Right? Oh, yeah. So, we have all types of different Major League of shirts, shirts um, in men's and ladies' cuts.
2: Yes, and even uh, youth.
0: And even youth. And now we have the pride shirts. Yes, we do. So, Wolf Audrey, you saw he modeled the pride shirt for us. So, um, you know, because we love... Our LGBTQ
2: community, Karen? Yeah, we love everyone.
0: We love everybody. So, and everyone's welcome in the Major League Eventing community. So, uh, if you just go ahead, link is in the show notes, check it out. And uh, we hope that you find something you like in there. Thanks a lot.
2: I'm Rob. And I'm Karen and Rob. Very special major league eventing podcast. Super today. exciting.
0: Another roundtable. Another event writers
2: roundtable. Round table. All three have been here before. Previous we guests. We have Caroline Martin, Jenny Branigan, and Liz Halliday Sharp. Welcome. Right. Welcome to the show, ladies. Thanks, Thanks for having us. Hey, <laughs> <laughs> guys. and cats. This is fun, <laughs> this fun stuff. This is going to be fun. <laughs> 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 no one can see
0: each other either. So this is all blind. Yeah. So this is <laughs> this is going to be lots of fun. So what we'll try Thanks to no do, Lord. we'll try to, we will try to like maybe direct questions to the individual person, maybe. Can, yeah. Okay. And in we'll that, that way, we'll kind of get started there, and then we'll, who knows, all hell of break loose from there. Okay, guys. Sound good?
2: <laughs> <laughs>
0: Sounds great.
3: <laughs>
0: <laughs> so hey, uh, guys. Before we get started, everyone, it's been kind of obviously pandemic. You know the season of. T- 2020 pandemic before we get started everyone's not always in the same place they normally would be so let's just get started real quick we'll just ask kind of briefly where everyone's at as they're coming to us so uh caroline where where are you at first
3: i'm up in my northern base in regalsville pennsylvania so we've been here since when everything canceled kind of like carolina week we drove straight home it's so nice being back up in the north
0: gotcha awesome awesome liz how about you
3: Uh, I am currently in Lexington, Kentucky
4: at our new base, which we are moving horses to the week of the 22nd of June which is super exciting I've only I literally flew in yes I flew it was it was a little weird <laughs> I flew here on Sunday and I'm driving back with my husband tomorrow so it was literally like a crazy trip to finish everything up and the barn's sort of nearly done and I'm just saying it's done enough and we're coming wow. so wow. <laughs> that's we got, why we're
2: here we're definitely Ooh. gonna have to hear more about that
1: Jenny
0: how about you where, where are you at right now
1: I'm in Pennsylvania as well Well, I also bolted up north as quickly as possible the week of Carolina. I've made like four trips in total now. (laughs) But uh, so, yeah, back back at home in Pennsylvania and happy, happy to be up here, though. The weather was pretty uh, cold and rainy for for a bit. I was wondering if summer was ever going to (laughs) come.
2: Yeah, Yeah, I know.
3: I'm with you, Jenny. That was like a miserable like month. I don't know what was going on with PA. It felt like the winter like extended (laughs) a bit.
1: Oh, I was like, May, why is it cold still? <laughs> right. <laughs> right. Cool. Um, Especially
0: when you guys come up from, from Florida like that.
1: Yeah. Hey, Liz, th-
0: now, you were. this was already the plan for you to stay in the States this year and, and move to Kentucky. Could you tell us a little bit about the place where you're going and why you chose to, like, summer in Kentucky?
4: Yeah, I know it's been crazy. After 20 years in England, um, here we are. You're around in America. America and what a what a weird year! I suppose it's the best year ever to be stuck. He uh, found an amazing place in Lexington, Kentucky. Um, Blue Fox Farm is the name, and um, it had a, a lovely house and a beautiful piece of land and a lot of fencing and and no barn and no arena. And um, sort of took the plunge and did did what I've dreamed of being able to do my whole life. And um, we've we've built a, a twenty stall barn and a, and a big indoor arena with lots of big windows and lots of cool things. And, and we put a walker in and we just had a, a few cross country bits put in and hopefully it's going to be uh, a really great base for us to train and, and compete both in the South and the North and um, also hopefully get a lot of business and be able to keep teaching and selling horses and, and competing and doing the best we can. So um yeah, I'm really excited. It's It's been crazy, but the the end is near where we can sort of see the light through the clouds now that we're actually going to get here. Awesome. <laughs> it right, seemed right. impossible for a while.
0: That is awesome. That's awesome. So, Hey, but I guess, I guess we should ask kind <clears> of <throat> being that it's been such a crazy spring could, uh, you know, maybe could, could the three of you kind of talk us through what your springs have been like and, and how you guys have been, uh, you know, dealing with the pandemic and also adapting your businesses to it. Can we, Liz, you were just talking, let's, can you just keep on, uh, can you share yours start with you?
4: Uh sure. I mean, obviously it was really tough on on all of us. I mean, all event riders and I know I speak for these two girls cuz they're some of the hardest working event riders on the planet. Um that, you know, we're very goal driven people we like to work we like to have a plan um set out a year with plans and suddenly um it was hard every single one of them all the upper level horses everything they all went out for a holiday the five-year-olds had five weeks the upper level horses had two to three weeks and um just had to reassess and um it was it was hard at first but then sort of made a plan to make new goals which i think is what probably what we've all done is find a way to, to figure things out. And so I said, right, you know, what do a lot of my horses not do well? Well, De Niro Z needs to learn to do flying changes better. So I do a lot of horses. So we plugged away at that. I did a lot of lunging on the cross country with the young horses, which is something I've wanted to do more of my, probably for years and years and years. And I never had time and spent, you know, went, went and hung out with some of my owners and, you know, got things sorted with my staff and, the horses have been the aqua trainer a lot, which has been great for them, you know, broke up their, their tough, uh, time, you know, being ready to go and travel and it still put them on the trailer and got them going somewhere, which I think was good for their brains. And thank you to, uh, Renee Lane at Lane Marks farm for making that possible. And yeah, we just sort of found a new way and and now it's great. Cause thankfully Florida has, has opened up a bit and we've had a lot of great little schooling shows and everybody has, has been very careful and practice social distancing and, um and we're very excited to be going to South Carolina in about a week's time to uh compete at Stableview for our first affiliated event. So I'm, I'm really excited. It feels like it's been a whole winter since we've been inventing. Yeah, right. Um but yeah, we're we're excited.
0: Awesome, 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 awesome. Uh Jenny, how about you?
1: Yeah, so uh, I mean obviously it was a, a big year for everyone and everyone was looking forward to Kentucky and and whatnot, but I remember Uh, I had a horse go missing the week of Ocala. I had just gotten back from Red Hills and I had my teeth fixed for the first time since my accident. And I was driving back and got the phone call that a horse was missing. (laughs) And so that whole week of Ocala was a bit crazy because I was running a bunch of horses at Ocala and Eric was like coming out to the horse show to teach me. And then Ian Stark was there on the weekend and we're like trying to do all this stuff. And I'm trying to find this horse and that was like heartbroken and gutted. So I remember being very exhausted and then when it was, I was like, how am I going to go? I was going to run stable view as well as Carolina. And I was like, how am I going to do all this and move all these horses back to Pennsylvania when I'm like exhausted and run down and just emotionally, it was really hard to have this horse go missing. And so I, to be honest with you, I think for a second there was actually a little bit of relief for me because I was like, okay, I can take a deep breath here and now like get everything home. And then, you know, obviously it, it hit that, you know, you're, you're at home and it's like wow we all you know at first it was just like carolina's done i'm not gonna run and then you know oh but kentucky surely won't cancel and then you know and then all mm. of a sudden everything started canceling and um i did the same as liz like that that is what was recommended me to, to do with the horses like I, i'm a big believer in giving them time off anyways and I, we're lucky in florida we've all three of us have had a big season already so um For sure. that we've gotten to run you know, run events where obviously in Europe and even in Aiken, like they haven't you know, gotten to do quite as much. So, um, but you know, it was, it was good to get home. And then it kind of hit to be honest after that, but it was just a bit of a whirlwind that week. Um, And Ian Stark was out to like teach cross country lessons on Sunday and he was supposed to come up North to set the course for the Fair Hill International. And, you know, it was just all a bit of a, a whirlwind. It seems crazy. Luckily I found the horse and, we're all competing slowly maybe again and um but then you think about it and what's going on in the world I love riding horses but like it seems not that important compared to like all the, this riding and people and everyone that's lost their lives like you know you have to have a little bit of a dose of reality that what we're actually doing for a living while it's very important to us like you know is is nothing compared to what a lot of other people are going through and I'm very blessed that I haven't lost any owners and the barn stayed full and I've been able to keep, you know, the horses going. And I just try to look at that and be grateful.
2: Yeah.
0: Yeah. I remember when you lost your horse, we were, it felt, I kind of felt helpless because we were up here and it was like, Oh my goodness. What, you know, like you feel like, what can we do to help? And there's nothing you can do. We were in Maryland. you know. <laughs> and the story with the yeah, horse was, it just out of the, it. did it just jump out of the field? Is that
1: what happened? It sure did. And it did what, no horse would do which would be run by 10 farms full of fields of horses and it ran into the middle of the woods and stayed alone for six days which is as we all know very abnormal behavior for an animal but I in the back of my mind like this mare is a little I know I rode her mom and I've ridden two of her other sisters full sisters and they're all a little quirky and I thought if any horse is going to do something abnormal in this scenario it would be this one so I had like a little bit of Oh, but I was gutted. And then I'm trying to compete at Ocala and everyone asking me, have you found your horse yet? Which is like very caring, but when you get asked it like a hundred times and you're like in tears, yeah. thinking about trying to find this horse and you're just trying to make it through the horse show. I was like, I never came so close to actually losing it. Oh, wow. wow.
0: <laughs> That's terrible.
1: And then also, also, it all turned out. Yeah, yeah.
0: yeah. And is, is it true? Blondes have more fun.
3: yes i I didn't actually hear (laughs) that she didn't
2: hear you oh you didn't
0: hear me is it true blondes have more fun
1: um i don't know i guess i am having more fun because i'm not competing every weekend running around i'm trying to like be a normal human it's quite interesting i realize how abnormal i am i'm struggling to to be a normal a normal human in my grocery shop but then like in the grocery store more in the past two months than I have probably in the last 20 years. So oh, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's, it's, been, it's been interesting. I may be regretted a little bit, probably because I can't professionally get my hair done and 20 boxes of bleach
2: <laughs> oh. don't do well on your hair. When you bleach
3: oh, wow <laughs> oh.
0: <laughs> That's funny. Karen recently became a blonde Yeah,
2: too. I became a blonde too. Yep, but so. <laughs> Marilyn, our salons are open, so I'm good. All right. Yeah.
0: <laughs> That's awesome. So, hey, uh, Caroline, how, was, how, how have you been coping through this?
3: Honestly, like, uh, I've really been enjoying the downtime a bit. I've been really taking the time to train my personal horses, which I haven't had much time of uh, this winter. I think I ran... I competed 60 times just with the sale horses and we had so many come in and out in our business. So I didn't really have much time to ride my personal guys. So I've been doing a lot of show jumping, a lot of flat lessons and it's, it's really nice. And you know, I'm pretty thankful. Like I, I joke that we all have first world problems. Um, and I'm just really appreciative that, you know, my family's healthy. The horses are knock on wood are super healthy and yeah, like it's, Honestly, it, everything's been going pretty well, so I can't complain. Awesome. Awesome.
0: Great. Sounds like you got a lot in. I didn't think about all of the people that were in Florida and how much com- competing they got in before this all sure. shut down. Like we were, I don't know. I just wasn't, I didn't, I didn't even think about that as much. I know. Cause I, I, well, I guess cause Joe, our son goes to Aiken. So it was a little bit later start and things like that.
2: Mm-hmm. So. Oh. so now that, um, so this past weekend plantation, uh, came back, uh, how did so, Jenny? We know that you were there. How did that go? And, um, how was you know, how did they handle all the new uh rules that they have to follow?
1: Well, I'm not going to lie, I was extremely skeptical that Plantation was going to run because our governor isn't the most horse friendly person to begin with, and then you know, we got moved to yellow a day or two before plantation, which is you're not supposed to have gatherings of 25 people or more. So I was a little bit confused as to how a horseshoe doesn't count for that. But I will say throughout the weekend, it made me realize our sport definitely can be done staying safe, especially at the shipping events. Um, and Mary Cauldron's tops. I mean, she's runs a ton of events and everyone stayed like very social distance from each other. Um, I, I didn't realize you could not wear a mask on grounds if you were like staying away from other people so like you know if you were walking person alone you didn't have to wear a mask which was it was very hot yeah. um on Thursday when I was walking um so uh all in all I think it was like a very successful weekend I, I don't feel like I'm at any more of a risk now than I was before so that's that's good and Plantation was smart. Like they made the entries. Like I had unrecognized horses go on Sunday. I had five horses run on Friday and Monday, And um, I really feel like everyone stayed away from each other and they ran it really well. And it seemed really quiet, obviously, but it was quite well organized. And I think they did a a smart thing by having, it felt like three separate competitions. You know, they, they really spread it out so that it wouldn't be jam-packed and people were Really respectful of it, I think. I think everyone's grateful to be out.
0: That's awesome. And Liz you, Liz, you were saying you did some unrecognized stuff. Was that in Florida or Kentucky? Where, where were you competing and how was that ran?
4: Oh, yeah. No, our horses are also in Ocala. And um, so we went to Sweet Dixie Farm, which is a great place. It was the first time I've ever been there. And we took the young horses there on a Wednesday And that was really great. And then on Saturday, we went to Majestic Oaks and um, had a very wet day, but um, it was, it was a great competition and and gave me a chance to ride a new horse around all three phases. And um, I I managed to get the advanced horses out to do a dressage test, which was super. And I'm just sort of brushed the dust off a little bit. And um, everybody was really cool and really supportive. And um we're doing another show on on Sunday at the Florida Horse Park and I think everyone's trying really hard to follow protocol so that we can keep going and um we're just grateful to be out doing stuff and grateful to be healthy and touching woods, but um yeah, just just trying to, to find whatever the new normal is. Do you know what I mean? And um the horses all feel great. They're all in excellent form and um just happy to be getting out and doing things, I think, again. I think they were wondering why they were getting an instant holiday when they were so fit yeah, right, yeah right.
0: A bit. have you been in <laughs> touch with your your British friends and and family over there much and and what's what what, what are they doing right now are they uh coming back into work or what's what's going on over there
4: yeah no I have been it's it's been really weird over there for everybody I think um the lockdown has definitely been a lot stronger I know and, and in Ireland as well I'm in regular touch with everybody in Ireland and um things were just completely shut down there I mean in a in a weird sort of way i mean totally shut down and certainly in england still um they're they're really tight on everything they're talking about starting british eventing again in july which is great but with very very tough regulations um of course all the big events have been cancelled um burley being burley and blenheim being really the big ones that are disappointing because i'd hope to go there myself this year again um but at the end of the day i think i think they have to do what's right for the country and um yeah, hopefully everybody's going to get moving soon, but I've got a few people, you know, I was hoping my vet was going to come over and, um, uh, my lovely, uh, PA Karen was meant to come over and Gemma, my groom who worked for me for many years was going to come over and all this keeps being canceled. Wow. And yeah, we'll, we'll sort of see, I think they're all desperate for a change in change in pace. That's for sure. No
0: doubt. Oh my gosh. it's, it's no one, no one has ever lived through this. This is just the most incredible it's, thing. It's crazy. No. <clears throat> it's wild. So hopefully those folks over there. We, we have some friends, and or you have some friends in Italy, Karen. Right? Yeah, they, yeah. Were, they were really. Oh my bad. gosh. Yeah. yeah, they were. Well, tell us a little bit about what she was saying.
2: Um. Well, she was saying how like they had to go online and get some sort of permission to leave their their house just to go to the store, and it, oh my gosh, yeah, it was we were very fortunate how how it was for us um compared to what um her and her family were going through yeah it was very scary very tight right yeah
0: <clears> oh <throat> so hey we're, real quick now caroline you do a lot of sales and i don't know uh i don't know if liz or jenny if you guys are much in the sales business but i'm kind of curious how horse sales are during this pandemic are you able to stay in business were you able to sell horses or how's that work caroline <laughs>
3: Yeah, I was really, really worried. We had a really good March. We sold about ten in March, and then April came around, and then not one phone call, not one email. Uh, I had one sale kind of pending, and I uh, I really didn't want to sell it. It was a top five year old of mine. It was a personal horse, and so I ended up selling it because you know my bosses and my parents were like, "We don't know if I'll sell anything till the rest of the year. It's disposable income." Um, and you know, this pandemic has hurt everyone, not just one um, you know, a bracket of people. So I sold that one. And then all of a sudden in like a few weeks ago, it's been picking up and we sold six in our barn and wow. we're just getting more phone calls. Um, I think because everything's opening up, you know, that there are people want to go do something. And I actually have a kind of funny sales story. So I had, you know, we're taking all precautions. We're selling horses over the phone a lot now, but I had this couple that rang me up and were like, we need to buy a horse right away. And I was like, okay, like I'll help you out. Tell me what you want. Very nice adult and amateur. um, And like bring the horses to my house. I said, no problem. So literally we drove a trailer full of horses. I rode them around in their front yard, no jumps, nowhere to gallop the horse, like nothing. And then they're like, okay, we'll take these two, you know, like Mm. some stuff. And like, I was, I actually drove home crying. I was like, I thought we were like done out business, you know, like it's, you just don't know what's going to happen from all this, you know, like we, we live, we do a great sport, but this is sports mostly for, you know, it's, it's a wealthy sport. So it's not an essential business. Um, so we were really, we're really fortunate. Now I do have to say the market's slowed down quite a bit. I think, um, you know, it's, it, I think it's going to come in waves. So I think it's going to be important that, you know, you don't get too many horses in to sell and just kind of be a bit cautious. That's kind of, I don't know what Liz and Jenny, what your perspective is, but that's just mine.
4: Um, I mean, I've, I personally have, have pretty much just one one really nice five-year-old for sale right now. And I've had a few inquiries, but things have obviously gotten pretty slow. Um he's a nice horse and I'm just trying to you know not freak out about it because things will be what they'll be and um, I've also bought a horse in quarantine <laughs> um, which I probably shouldn't yeah. have done but he's a really cool horse. You're stimulating
1: really, the economy,
4: good job. I know I, that was sort of straight away I went oh it's in California I'll go see my mom and <laughs> have a look and um, <laughs> yeah he's a, he's a really really cool horse so that'll be a, a fun project and we'll sort of see where we go and um, but I know definitely like. Uh, it's definitely down to, to video buying a lot of it. And I have a very nice horse for sale in Ireland that's still there. And, and, you know, I'd stand behind him if somebody wanted to buy him off of video, but obviously you still can't fly into Ireland. So it's, um, it's, it's, it's a weird situation for a lot of people. And I know it's been tough for Cooley farm who I do a lot of work with and, they're used to having endless clients coming through the door and nobody can go there. So it's, uh, it's definitely a weird, a weird world and we're doing a lot more with video than we ever have in our life.
0: Wow. Jenny, do you
1: sell horses? Yeah, it's, uh, obviously I'm not Caroline. I'm no, I'm no Caroline Martin.
2: Pretty,
1: pretty impressive. It'd be hard to say, but I do try to have, like a small you know eventing you have to skip into a little bit of everything in order to you know to make your business financially able to run so um i've i had four horses for sale and i sold three of them in the past two weeks and it was kind of funny because i decided for the first time ever to go into business with uh the person who found Stella Artois in Germany Philip Calusa who like came to Buccalo he's like a really good friend to be honest um I said, "All right, let's let's do something together." Like, I think I need to branch out and start to, you know, think about my future, and you know, maybe we'll do a little bit of business together. And that was like right before Corona. So, uh, you know, (laughs) of course, that's like when I get a horse from Germany to sell, but he just sold uh, last week, and then we sold two others as well in the last two weeks. So, a bit like Caroline, like heard nothing, and then it's been shocking, actually, like people people coming and looking. So um, I'm going to look into, we're going to, he's still trying more horses in Germany to send over. And, um, and, you know, I probably will never have more than like two to sell at a time, but I only have one, one for sale currently right now, which is great. But I'm a bit like Caroline, where like everything you ride is a little bit for sale because, you know, I'm, I'm very lucky with my owners, but, you know, if someone offers you a lot of money for something, you know, you have to make it, financially soluble for, for people. And, uh, so, you know, but thinking about me going into business, just having some sale horses, like my plan with Philip would be to sell like four or five a year, you know, not, not anything like Caroline is, her business is really impressive with the numbers they do. It's, it's amazing. But so that was kind of exciting for me personally. I'm like out of debt for the first time since my accident, because it cost me a lot of, apparently teeth are very expensive yeah. and when you break all of your. Uh, it it costs a lot of money to get them back so i'm really like at a good place again I'm really grateful i bought a new house last year as well and redid it so that was not easy either so um yeah, so I'm, I'm really grateful and like one horse went to utah to a barn where i've sold two others which is really neat for me because i i love all the the horses that are there and then another one went to texas and then one is just out for like a, a I've paid lease like lease to buy um locally
0: so Oof. that's awesome hey jenny i hope you were i hope you were knocked out when you lost your teeth do you remember losing your teeth or were you gone like were you blacked out
1: oh yeah i was definitely not knocked out Oh no. my God. i remember all of it <laughs> yeah like lynn ran up to me and i'm like lynn like my teeth feel broken she's like your teeth look great <laughs>
3: <laughs>
1: like, cause, 'Cause they don't feel like they look good. I'm like, Lynn, my teeth, my teeth like they look great. They look great. I like to the feel they're like completely uneven on my mouth. I didn't realize I broke my jaw and that's why they were like uneven Ugh. on my bottom row. Because my jaw was split in half, like my chin, part of me, and my both sides of my jaw, but and like my teeth were so unlevel I just thought one of them was like pushed in or something. Mm. <laughs> She's like, No, your teeth look great. I'm like, great time to lie. Like, good job, buddy. <laughs> well done. <laughs> I'm like spitting teeth out of my mouth. It was, it was, uh, it's fun to joke about now, but it was like getting my teeth fixed. Like the accident really wasn't that much of a problem for me, but getting my teeth fixed since I've cried a lot more tears. Like I, remember I, like, hacked over Matt Flynn, like, and Liz and I went to Buccalo with Tammy this year, and I feel like, like, we really bonded, and Matt's across the street from me, and I, like, walked over to his barn this year, like, absolutely sobbing, because I just cracked my teeth again, and they're, like, supposed to be unbreakable, and I've, like, broken my teeth, like, literally five or six times, and so, I mean, it's just been, it's that's been a road for me, honestly, emotionally, because, yeah, you know anyone that rides like we hate going to the doctor we hate going to the dentist and you're spending all this money trying to get your teeth fixed and they're and they were never fixed and so wow. um that's been that was like literally the most stressful stressful part of it was getting my my teeth fixed not the actual accident have you thought about wearing you like, can break my bones, that's fine but don't don't mm-hmm. make me pay to get more teeth again
0: have you thought about wearing a mouthpiece
1: um, yes, I've worn them, uh, like you know, in
0: the warm. Uh-oh. Oh, oh, oh. oh, not a good time to lose Jenny. We just lost her. Oh, well, uh oh, we lost her right, right during the Matthew's conversation. <laughs> 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 oh, well, I'm sure she'll dial back yeah, in. Yeah, we'll get her back. We lost her up there. That's things. Oh, man. So, hey, so as far as uh, fall, does anyone have, I mean, Fairhill. Just postpone yeah, until just 2021. Fairhill, yep. do, do you guys have any idea? Uh, is there any way for you guys to plan for the future or what's uh, uh, you know, Liz, how about you? Is there any planning or is it just like all winging it, shooting from the hip? What's
4: um, I mean, we've got planning up through August-ish. <laughs> um, obviously waiting to see if Roman's going to run. Um, my, my hope would be if the european events still run like they're saying if france is gonna run then i would like to take two horses to leon and then go to poe um that would be really great and i know the owners are, are on board for that plan so i'm hoping to have two seven-year-olds at poe or sorry at Le leon and then um De Niro z at poe um if if that all still runs but we're kind of we're just cruising you know i think yeah, we'll, yeah. we'll get the first few events done get a few internationals done get some horses qualified do you think just see see kind of what unfolds? We should
0: have like why why do you think the states doesn't have like a like a Le Leon for for like the seven year olds? Like that sounds like such um, a great. Well,
4: plan. I know. Oh, it's it's an amazing competition. It is just fabulous. Um, but it, I think they they were hoping to do a seven year old championship at Morvan, and that's been cancelled now. Uh, um, I think that was the plan. If I'm if I'm wrong, then someone correct me. But no, I think that was the you're plan. Right, Liz. Yeah. That's what I thought, which would have been great. Um, but of course, Leon's Leon's kind of its own thing because it is the world championship for the young horses. And it feels like a world championship when you go there, you know, it's, it's big atmosphere, 60,000 people come to watch. It's a real track and a real atmospheric arena. And it's just a really cool event. I just love it. And, um, you know, you feel like if you come out of there with a good result that you, you have one of the best young horses in the world. And, that's, that's hard to find anywhere else. I think it's just its own kind of place. Um, so I really hope it runs and, and it's a great place to take owners as well. And like, you can get on your bike and go into town and get fresh croissants in the morning and <laughs> bike back and watch a bit of dressage. And I mean, it's just super cool. I, I love it there.
2: Oh, um,
4: nice. So yeah. And I think, do you know what? I think the right horses that go to Leon, and you definitely need to choose the right horses, they come away from it, bigger, stronger, better you know, they learn a lot from that. And I've definitely had horses that are and were very talented. And I've said they, they are not right for Leon at a certain age. And I've had, you know, which are now, I have one horse particularly cool stormwater that wouldn't have suited it as a six-year-old and he absolutely will now as a seven-year-old and I hope I can take him and, and other horses like the coolie moonshine horse and, uh, um, coolie quicksilver were just made for that event. And I think it's, um, they really grow up and they come on, and then you take them to Bucalo the next year as an eight-year-old, and they they go, "Hey, I've seen crowds, I've seen the world, and I've seen atmosphere." And hopefully, one day, it's going to make them real championship horses. That's what I hope. Yeah,
0: such a cool. I would like to go to there someday. Kat. Yeah, it just sounds like
4: just, you would love it. Oh my uh, god, awesome! I would. Oh uh, yeah. It. To get it croissants. was wet and gross last year i'm not yeah. gonna lie <laughs> but nor- normally it's nice it was wet cold and disgusting last year but it's still a good event
0: <laughs> yeah that sounds awesome caroline you ever been over there and what and what are your fall plans or like how, how do you or what do you have for plans uh, is there anything in the plans or are you just still winging it
3: i actually haven't gone yet but i have a really really special five-year-old that i'm hoping uh that we'll be able to go there one day he's actually my business partner, his name is Paul Hendricks. He owns it. It's called Redfield King and he bred it and he's actually him and my other partner, Emil Spadone, they're going to own it for me and let me compete it up the level. So I'm really, that's kind of my goal as a six or seven year old. And, um, and then my fall plans. Yeah, honestly, I'm just taking it day to day um, financially. Like I'm not going to spend the money competing so much right now. I really need some help with my lessons. I train with Ann Krasinski and Betsy Steiner in the dressage, and instead of paying the show fee every weekend, I'm you know using that to train and just better myself. Um, with the sale horses, you know they make you. I show so many green horses and teach them to go up the levels, and it honestly sometimes it wrecks my riding a little bit because they're so young or I ride so many. So. I'm kind of right now taking a step back and really just focusing on me and my really good group of seven horses. So uh, ideally I would like to do Millbrook as the first show back, but I kind of have to hear what the fall plan is and then kind of come up with a plan when, you know, if they're going to cancel Poe or cancel a jockey club, I think you just got to take it day by day and not push the horses too much. Like you don't want to start galloping them or, you know, cause injury when we have nothing really to fight for. But you know, so just yeah. take it a bit easy on my end.
0: Question for you both. So uh, you know, the 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 eventing season is so long, and then especially, uh, you know, for for you ladies, you go to Florida. So you know, by the time the eventing season ends, you know October, you know
2: November, actually November.
0: Yeah, then the the season it- opens up so early in Florida. Do you, or like, are there thoughts, like, now that we've had some time to take a step back, like, do you think that it's, uh I mean, you guys are both saying you're taking time that you needed, that you never really had to do this. Because those horses need time off in that off season. So you have to get the horses off. So you really can't do a lot of that working on those uh, you know, those, 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 deficiencies. So, you know, you can't hone in on just those and drive that in. Like, do you think that the season somehow is too long or are there takeaways from this little um, break? Like, cause I can imagine when you have owners and people who own horses and support them, they want to see them out competing. They want to see them getting better. Do you guys have any thoughts on that? Like Liz, what would you say to that? Like, is, do you think the season is too long or do you think that maybe there's a takeaway of, Hey, we need to uh, pick and choose a little bit more. And, and, and uh, does that make sense when I'm asking?
4: Oh no, for sure. And, um, obviously I've not been in the U S full time for a long time, but I will say the way I've done it in going back and forth to England and how I will continue to do it is my horses always had a break, um, and probably didn't compete again until late June or July. And we always went back over in April. Um, so nearly always the ones that had been in the U S didn't compete for a while and they all had a little break and um I think kind of small breaks are good for the horses that are busy in their brain and like to compete and you know I'm not a big believer in putting a horse in the field for 3 months that's not something I've ever done it's not something my horses like um especially the ones that maybe are a little bit physically weak in areas I think giving them 3 weeks or 4 weeks or the young horses 5 weeks 6 weeks um definitely my my guys who went to Bukalo went to Leon did all that they all had 6 weeks in the field Um, Burley, of course, he had six weeks. Um, but I think it's just breaking it up. Um, I actually think the season is good because it gives you a chance to run young horses, run sale horses,
2: you know, early in
4: the year that need the time. I know that's what Caroline did too. She ran a bunch of sale horses early in the year. And you don't need to push the upper level horses quite so quickly. Like I'd only done the two showcase events with with De Niro Mm -hmm. when when we had the lockdown and and that was sort of my plan. And I, ju- I just think you have to be aware of how long the season is. I don't think it's a problem as long as you're aware of it and you pick and choose your route and and when your horses get a break. I think that is important. But I don't I don't think they need huge breaks, but they need they need chunks where they can recover physically, mentally, everything, and just not have the pressure on them. So just let them go out and be horses. I think that is important. Gotcha.
0: Yeah, you own the and Showcase, by the way. She's. <laughs> <laughs> you own
2: it. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> we were there. We were there. Well, we our uh,
0: What's it?
4: Oh, well, I, I hope that continues. It's such a great competition. I really enjoy going there, and I think they've done a wonderful job with it. And um, it's, yeah, it's, it's really fun to go there. And all the showcases are great. I think they're great for a sport and great for the horses. And look, it gets these upper level horses out doing some big stuff without putting a really long course on them or anything like that. Right. So, yeah. why not? I think I they're think, awesome. The I ground was amazing. amazing. It's a great, great show.
0: Yep, yep. yeah, We were there. They, we we worked with those guys to promote it. And then we did our tailgate spot there and uh, the, their hospitality is fantastic. They gave us a great spot. The, the fans all had a good time. It's a real community event. So, but uh, congratulations again on winning that again. Cause that was a lot of fun to watch. Oh, thank so you. exciting. And it, the, crowd's, <laughs> it's, the crowd's so right up on top yeah, of everything. It was a lot Everyone of fun. can see everything. It's, 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 it's a, uh, it's great, isn't it? Yeah. It, sure is. it is. Caroline, what about you? What are your thoughts on that? Uh, you know, the season length and, and, you know, and, and, and being able to take this time now to, would you change anything now that you've had this time or what do you think?
3: No, honestly, uh, the way I set up my program, I set it up a bit different. Uh, I love the winter season in Ocala. It is so useful for my business because I spend those three, four months really January through April, just getting the sale horses out um, trying to get them up the levels and trying to get so as many as I can sold so that I can spend the rest of the year focusing on my personal horses. Um, like my top horses, they ran their first show at Red Hills and then the following week everything got canceled. So I don't get my big guys out till end of March really. Um, and then I do things a little bit old school way where I ter- I take off all my horses' shoes, my good horses' shoes at the end of their fall three day actually last year I got hurt in September. So I took all my horses shoes off. I put them out in the field together. Uh, they had like a month proper off and then I didn't put shoes back on them till January when I was in Florida and they were starting to leg up and stuff like that. So, um, yeah, I really spend the winter months just trying to make enough money so that I can, you know, support the horses, my personal horses throughout the year. Um, and then, so I think, uh, I think I really like the way I set it up. I just, um, you know, I just have to find sometimes a little bit better of a balance so that when I get ready for Kentucky that I change gears. I'm not so much about the sale horses and my program and more about, you know, trying to win and be the best top athlete I can. Sounds so. good.
0: I love it. That's fantastic. <laughs> well, I always like to get inside the head of the, the top riders and and obviously between you two and and Jenny, who unfortunately, I guess she's not coming back. She, all of us have turbo internet. <laughs> yeah. like all four of us have turbo internet. So <laughs> we're lucky that three uh, of us to yeah. hang on. We're, we're fortunate. Um, uh, but you know, it's, it's, good. it's, it's such a treat to have three really top, mm-hmm. top riders all on at the same time. Absolutely. So this is a lot of fun. So, um, well, ladies, I think we'll start winding things down. It's, uh, it's, uh, it's, it's been fantastic. So, um, as we just in closing, just could uh, just let us know, like, uh, 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 Caroline, can you tell us how people follow along and where they can look at your horses that you have for sale and and then uh, Liz after after Caroline?
3: Yeah, absolutely. Well, everyone can follow me on Instagram. I'm a big Instagram person. It's crazy how social media is really taking over the business. But you can follow me at Caroline G. Martin. And then there's a link in my bio, and you can find my website there. My website's also Carly Martin Eventing, and we have a sales page. I keep it extremely up to date. Uh, we're getting 12 new horses over from Europe wow. um, within the next two months. It's gonna be a slow trickle, but uh, we only have one sale horse right now. So we kind of are stocking up, wow. but nothing too crazy. So if you need a horse, <laughs> I can find anything from a three-year-old to, and then, you know, a really nice six, seven-year-old that's been doing jumpers in Holland. And, you know, I am, I take people, I take requests and you try to find whatever someone wants. So. Gotcha.
0: And you prefer you, you're typically bringing in your horses from the German Holland side of, is that, is that right? Or.
3: You know what? Honestly, um, we find them all over. My bosses and I try to spend, you know, a month in the winter going everywhere. We go to Italy, Sweden, Norway, Ireland, England, like we go everywhere possible. And then uh, my partners, my big one, his name's Paul Hendricks. He lives in Holland. So he also travels when I'm not there and I don't have the ability. And I have another really good Irish girl. Her name's Kelly Hutchinson and she's the same age as me. And she's even today, she went and goes. She saw five horses for me today. Wow. So wow. we've got eyes out twenty four seven. So it's a, it's a big team we have, but wow. um, they're top quality horse people. And you know, Paul Hendricks of Stall Hendricks is one of the best in the world. So so yeah,
0: gotcha. Love it. That's fantastic. I'm going to go horse shopping.
2: Well. Well. Yeah, what? <laughs> What's
0: <that>? <laughs> <laughs> come on Karen We're working
2: overtime and no I'm days. saying yeah we got to <laughs> we have to
0: <laughs> Liz how about you how do people follow along and then are we going to see is is the new form going to get like its own website and are we going to get to see pictures of that or do we just have to come visit in person
4: Oh, you are. Don't worry. I've got a few pictures of it now that are, they're going along, but we'll do a, a real big launch as soon as we get here. It's still, um, it's been a long process. It's been a very wet winter. So it's been kind of a struggle getting it all done. But um, yeah, we've been lucky to, to work with Amberway Equine. They've done a great job helping us finish it up on the inside and um, it really is going to be an awesome base. So I, I'm excited. And um, as soon as we're actually installed, you'll be seeing, seeing a lot of, a lot of different pictures. Cool. Um, and of course, you know, we, I, I also have sale horses, not anything on the level of Caroline, but I try and have a few each year, really good ones. And I try and only, I source a lot of young horses and um, most, well, pretty much all of the horses I'm now luckily have, have wonderful owners who own were ones I originally sourced as young horses to, to maybe sell one day. So I try and every horse I have for sale is one I'd like to ride myself, which is kind of my, my rule is we try and find them young and train them right and, and have the right ones. And, um, so that that will continue, and I do most of my work with Cooley with Farm, with Richard Shane. Um, I've worked with him for many, many years. Um, but, uh, you know, we'll, I'm hoping to do a little bit more with that and more teaching and... and you know, more of more of everything. Once we have our business in the United States, it's been kind of difficult jumping between countries. It's mm-hmm. been one that's an opportunity to um, hopefully really, and you know, just just try and perfect the sport that we all work so hard on. Um, so people can follow me on Instagram. I'm uh, that's probably my be- my best route. Um, it's Liz Halliday Sharp, and um, our website is hseventing.com and we will uh, keep updating horses and current horses and, and owned horses and horses that people would like to follow on there as well. And I'm also on Facebook um, as uh, Liz Halliday and also um inventing. So there's a little bit too much going on. Yeah, we'd, uh, we'd love to hear from anybody that's interested and more interested in horses or sponsorship or anything. We're just, just trying to keep doing the best we can with the sport,
0: Super, super awesome, guys. Well, thank you so much again. Liz's internet was a little bit boggy, so hopefully, we'll link everything up. I, I, everything, everybody can hear it, <laughs> yeah. but it's a little, but it's just, uh, it's, we have the same thing. We're, we're out outside of Fair Hill, and our internet's kind of it is dumpy. That's the upside <laughs> of living in a city, you have good internet, but when you live out on uh, the farms like all, all of us, uh, that's it. So, Karen, is this is fantastic. This
2: was great. Yeah, so, ladies, was a lot thank, of fun.
0: thank you so much for joining us. This was fantastic. We really appreciate it.
4: Thank Thank you, guys. That was fun. Thank you very much. It was fun to be on the show.
2: Thanks for listening. We hope you enjoyed today's show. Please subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Google, or your favorite podcast app. Cheers.